Welcome to My Dead Parents. <laughs> I'm Brie Helders, and today I have John Gabris. Hi. Hi, Brie. That was such a peaceful introduction. I like to really soothe people into this. <laughs> yeah, well, because it's not uh, a classically soothing topic. <laughs> well, it is for those of us with dead parents. It's pretty like, yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, it, the thing is, the older you get, the more people you know that are dead it's really oh, an upsetting part of life yeah the older someone is the more likely their parents are dead yes yeah um which is crazy to think about it's it's crazy and also i i i've really i don't do have family members that are like the last of their siblings and stuff like that like that's i look at those people and i'm like I'm gonna yeah, be no, there. that's hard. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, no one yet. But like, I don't have any grandparents either. Like, I haven't mm. had grandparents for a while. How old were you when you lost your grandparents? Oh, uh, like, I lost them all in like twelve through. I lost uh, grandma at like seven or eight. Gr another grandma at mm. a grandpa at twelve. A grandma at thirteen, and then my grandpa like they he died shortly after my dad died. Oh wow! Yeah, which is. Uh, weird timing but that was his father-in-law but they were like best friends it's kind of oh. complicated yeah well yeah. um yeah i i i being at that age and losing people because when we lose them now we're like wow this is a huge tra huge transition in my life and um and you know especially our age and losing our parents young and everything um it's it's nuts and it's surprising and you didn't expect it and when you're older and you're losing your siblings and you're losing people because you're, it's just oh we're all over 75 yeah. say and we're just gonna you know all of my friends are gonna start dying I look at those people and I'm like oh I'm oh that's gonna suck when you're just like yeah it's just a matter of time and then I'm next oh man yeah, it's horrible to think about it's it all, <laughs> <laughs> we're all just on a slow march towards death uh, uh, here's my question this is a question I ask for people who have dead parents or uh, dead siblings or something like that do you I don't have patience for people being upset that their grandma or grandpa is dying anymore <laughs> Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, how old are they? Yeah. 90 something? Aww. That's when you're supposed Aww. to die. Yeah. Like, that's like what I want to say to people. <laughs> it's like, well, they're not supposed to be alive anymore. That's fair. Like, you got 40. Like, you got it. You got yeah. the, the best you could get. I, I. It's not that I don't have. I mean, because I have compassion for people who are going through that time. Yeah, I was being hyperbolic. But, yeah. but, but certainly there's a part of me that's just like. Mm. Yeah. 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 I'm sure that's rough, but. I mean, but like, let's do silver lining here. They lived ninety years. They lived yeah. eighty-five years. That's wild. You That's got, amazing. It, yeah, and and you know, good for them though that they get the buffer of of experiencing loss before a Some, big one. Yeah, but something more immediate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. very true. Mm -hmm. There's like, uh, I, I overheard someone say like, people say you're a man, like you're not fully a man until you're eighteen. Some people say you're not fully a man until you're married. Some people say you're not fully a man until you have a child. But the one I, someone's like, you're not fully a man until your dad dies. Ooh. Because then you are the biggest man in your life. Like wow. you are the man in your life at that point. Yeah. And I find there's you know, no one there's no man above you to like look up to or need to impress or, yeah, or you ask are the top. things about. Yeah. You like, are the oh. top one and and people are just gonna come to you. Yeah. And when it's like Ooh. kind of like a weird transition, like 
the, the time I felt it the most is when I moved out here and I had to buy a car or I had to lease a car and I don't know anything about cars. And it's yeah. like, this is like the classic dad conversation. Like yeah. a dad loves going in like, you don't want to lease Johnny. You got to do your finance. <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. dads love that shit. And I was like, that's what I missed out. I'm like, and I'm like, I'm fucking lost in that world. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm getting ripped off. I'm the man. I'm a man of my family, me and my yeah. wife and my dog. And I'm getting ripped off by Volkswagen because I don't know shit about this. And because my dad's dead. He's not here to explain it. Oh, <laughs> and that I mean, and that I mean to be fair, that is like a, like just you being a man doesn't mean that like you need to be able to know cars or right, anything right, like that. Right, right, right. But it just is a thing that like s- still you can you can logically be above a certain like gender stereotype, and still when it comes to like your parents dying and like certain life things that you maybe don't know or can't get a grip, you're like I, maybe I shouldn't care about this, but I do. Yeah, I it, just do. It's also something like I guess because dads are also like my dad specifically is a different generation you know what i mean like yeah, born yeah, in the yeah. 50s Same. so it's like one of those things where it's like he knew all that stuff and that prided himself on mm-hmm. on I, the guy tried to rip me off at the mechanic and i said i could do this for myself for 75 dollars or whatever <laughs> and that's like shit that i like i don't have in my body and like if i had a dad st- like that's the only times recently where i'm where I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, this would be a great time to call my dad about. Or anytime something big happens with the New York Giants. I'm always like, this would be nice to talk to my dad about. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so how how old were you when he passed? I was 30-something, 30, 31, somewhere in there. Oh, wow. He, you know, it's funny because my mom gets really mad at me because I don't keep, like, she's like, you know what today is? What? Today's the day your dad died. I'm like, can we celebrate his birthday, Father's yeah. Day, mm-hmm. your wedding anniversary? I'm not adding the day he died to something I have to remember. Yeah. Like, to me, that seems weird. Like, like that's his birthday and Father's Day and uh, your wedding anniversary are the days where we can think about. Like, well, I mean, mm-hmm. you can think about that your dad as much as you want. But, like, I, I'm not, I don't get behind the whole, like, this is the day he passed, you know. Yeah. Does it? It doesn't get you down or anything. You don't have like a like the anniversary of his passing. You don't have a day of like of like uh, today's a rough day. I need to like have a pancake. Yeah. No. You know why? Uh, it, it's, maybe it's specific to my case because my dad was in hospice for a while before he passed. Mm. So I don't have an attachment to a date in any way. That I I feel you. Like I, I feel that some people will mm-hmm. have like this is the day my mom. Uh, died in a car accident the day like you know like yeah. or something or like she went into the hospital and a day later she like for me my dad was like we were like he died from brain cancer and mm-hmm. he was diagnosed early got it taken care of they told him we, they told us he had like six months lived he lived another year and a half and then it deteriorated all over again and we were like this is this is not reparable irreparable if you will and that's like so I never that's like an 18 month mourning period built in there a little bit where you're like getting you know people always like the eternal debate like dealing with grief is it easier if they're gone instantly or is it easier if you have time to build up to it and I, you know like that's you know, like I think I think it's uh, I think that's just a matter of of the individual in terms of the way that they process emotion because I think you go, I think either circumstance you go through the same amount of pain right. it's just spread out a little bit more and i've i've now experienced both Uh, you know my father was completely sudden not he had just been in for a checkup completely healthy completely healthy it's 70 for for being 76 i should know was 76 ish yeah uh um i I always forget my parents age so for being i mean but but for being in his 70s very healthy and then just didn't wake up 
just died in his sleep. Yeah. And the shock of, I mean, that was fucking bonkers. And then my mother, she'd been sick for a long time. Um, and, and, and then went into the hospital like uh, a month and a half before she passed. But we'd, we'd kind of prepared ourselves many times. Like she was getting ready for a transplant. And even though that wasn't the thing that, that, she died of um we were very used to her being you had a sick. couple of dress rehearsals you had a couple, we had a of, dry couple runs. we had a couple of dress rehearsals and then when it happened we had a month and a half of like living at a hospital she did at home hospice care for uh like two weeks uh i two, would two pitch i would pitch if anyone here is listening and you're uh, have to make the decision to put a loved one in the hospice um if you plan on staying at that house after i recommend not doing in-home hospice because yeah. It means a lot. I mean, obviously, it means a lot to the. It's a patient by patient case, but like, I can't go into my mom's living room like yeah. without seeing like yeah. my fucking dying dad on a yeah. bed in there, and it's like it still feels weird, you know. And like my the childhood home whole thing with my mom still lives in it, and going home there, and now it's like my dad took care of it and everything, so it's like feels shitty and it feels weird, and it's like you really can tell that he's gone when you're there, yeah. and it's yeah. kind of, yeah. But uh, going back to uh, suddenly versus drawn out. The thing about like a drawn out hospice death also is you flip a switch at some point during the process where you go, well now, yeah, I want him to die. Yeah, and you're like I for his own sake. Be, yeah, yeah for, I don't, I don't want to draw this out. They don't yeah. want to. I, I don't it's, want them. It's, it's going to happen. Them. It, and you're, and when you're doing at home hospice care, and I'm sure it's different for different you know, whatever the, the medical condition. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's very different for different people, but I know for, for me, um, I was health directive and my sister and I, you know, we were making all of the decisions together and, um, it was, it was so about like, it was on me to find that fine line of like, well, I know she doesn't want to die with a feeding tube. So when do I pull the feeding tube? Cause I don't want to pull it. And then she lives for another, it's like finding that like, okay, is it going to be a day? Is it going to be two days? Is it going right. to be a week? Like, I don't want her to be without food for that long. And it's so oddly an inexact science at that point too. Oh, yeah. like, it's, it's just all like a matter of opinion. At, yeah. All of a sudden doctors like, yeah, so, like at hospice, they were literally like, yeah, sometimes if everybody leaves, they yes. just pass because they don't want to, you know, like if your dad's a pr like my dad was a proud, uh, like any guy, man, a blue collar dude born in the 50s yeah. with a GED. He's like too proud to die in front of anyone my else or whatever. So, my, you know, the hospice nurses, by the way, shout out to hospice nurses in general. Like oh, These are people who yeah. choose to be around mm -hmm. grieving families for a living. And my mom's a nurse. My brother's a nurse. And I think my brother became a nurse after because he was, uh, he went back to nursing school after my dad died. I think from really? the process, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I, I was, I was talking to someone who was talking about hospice care with their father, and and how they were like, she was like, there was one girl who was younger than everybody else and was the most in tuned with him, and it was like so weird because I expected the older people, the older hospice nurses, to be more knowledgeable, and I was like, mm, well, but think about the fact that a lot of hospice nurses just didn't want to compete in in like a hospital environment, and maybe that's why they went into hospice or because of the hours. If a young person is a hospice nurse, like they. Are they, they chose that? They path. chose that, and 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 just like maybe know that they have like a, a a you know a knack for it, which is a crazy thing to have a knack for. Yeah, but some people just do. They're like you can just pick up on like that you're you've got two days or you've got like three days, and also just or someone who's comfortable around the death, the families who's been through and it, stuff. Yeah, been through, it's I feel like you have to be through something like that, or yeah. else it's like. Uh, 
because like hospitals are already kind of a depressing place to be. Yeah. Even if it's just a minor thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why like I give my mom and brother credit because after like dealing with all the shit with my dad and grandparents, I was like, I, I do not want to go to a fucking hospital every day for work. Fuck yeah. that. This is where people go to <laughs> die and be sick. And you this is where you choose to go for your like week, every week, every couple of days a week. That sounds like a nightmare. So but, does he I mean, how does he? How, some people just do better with death, though, and, yeah. and blood and, and stuff like that and are just cut out for it. I think that I'm that way. Like it didn't, not that I wasn't affect, affected by my mother's death, but just like learning, I had, we had one hospice nurse that my sister and I were completely opposite opinion of her. She was like the main nurse that was coming in and Am, Amber, my sister could not stand this lady. Whereas I was like, this is who I respond very well to because she was like, I'm just going to teach you how to do everything. And she like, she was like, I'm, you're going to pull the feeding tube. If you want to pull it, you're going to pull it. And my sister was like, why the fuck would I have to pull it? That doesn't mean that's literally why you're here. And it doesn't need to be done more than once. Teach me stuff that needs to be done more than once, of course, because then when a nurse isn't here, I should be able to do it. But why would I need to do that? Whereas I'm like a little bit like weird and geeky and stuff like with, with stuff like that. Um, So it's partly that. And also knowing my mother, she would want us to do it she would she any opportunity for a nurse not to do something she wants me to do it we greatly benefited um and my mom doesn't get enough credit for this because because she is a nurse and was a nurse when we went through all this also my mom uh is a breast cancer and lymph uh uh lymph node cancer survivor lymphatic cancer so so she we had dealt with taking care of her for so long and then it flipped where as soon as like she was like in remission and recovery my dad started getting sick so but she is a she's a tough broad and she being the nurse was like the point man on every the point person on every situation was mm-hmm. like uh, no 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 I want him to do this it's like what's it? the only she, so I couldn't even imagine doing it without her but she was a little too emotionally wrapped up in it too and like right you know there I think there's a big like something that we did wrong was we didn't let my dad retire like because he was a union worker they could have retired him while he was sick and we would have been uh able to get his pension as a family but since we didn't retire since we didn't retire because he when he was like very sick my mom's like you know if we retire you and he's like i don't want to quit my job yet even though my mom and us sort of knew he was dying yeah but did he know that he was dying he the, and here's another hard part of the of this my specific condi- uh, situation is that brain cancer when it's that bad deteriorates your uh, mental capacity before you even are getting so sick to die so he was already getting to be kind of childlike and confusing and arguing and stuff like that so like you couldn't really convey like you know he wasn't himself for like the last year of his life anyway. Wow. So well, I mean, it's like all, I'm sure other. it's all down to where it's developing and what party, right? Right, like, exactly. It, it, so he had a, he had a lumpectomy. He had a big chunk of his, uh, he had a tumor removed from his brain and oh, it okay. bought him, uh, he had a, you know, the full brain surgery. Oh, so did he get split? Not, not fully, fully but he had like uh, big Frankenstein lines on his head. Yeah. And, and then he came back a little bit and was a little bit better for a while. And then he deteriorated again and was like, there's nothing we could do about this time. It's too many or whatever. And you just like it affected him in such weird ways where our last times with him weren't he wasn't himself either. So it feels like 
an insane process. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a, in a small way, I'm sure you're start, you start to mourn this. I'm, I, I mean, when he stopped being himself, right? right? Because there is something to mourn there. That's not, I, that's not like I'm mourning that he's dying. Even just I'm mourning right. that like, even if he licks this, he may, he's never going to be the same person right. again. That's the other thing. And it's that's, like, that's already something. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and that was a lot, that was a lot to deal with because, you know, that was something like he prided himself on was because he was like smart. And yeah. uh, here's here's one specific thing from my life that I've now taken to uh, like rolled my personality into it. Um, my dad had like two. My dad was very smart. He, he has a GED because he dropped out of high school to because he was white trash. But um, and that was the thing to do was like start working on cars when you're 16. Then you don't have to worry about um, graduating high school. Um he was very smart though and read like three newspapers every day but he never read books because he's like johnny i don't have time i got work to do <laughs> but he had a shelf of books that he was like when i retire i'm gonna sit on the beach and just read these books and then he died yeah. before retiring before reading any of the fucking books mm -hmm. so my theory is read the books read the fucking books man. what are we saving shit for in life yes i yes i, I can think fucking about this leave a here lot. i can leave here and get t-boned and uh, die i i think yeah. this is this is maybe a i talk about a lot of people with dead parents or dead or dead close family members about this i think we live our lives a little bit differently because i do think a lot about like what what's what's the goddamn purpose of living your life waiting like you're just like putting your head down buckle down and work so that you can have some sort of so what you can have 10 years of of life where you're enjoying yourself and that's and what, that's the, just generational a whole, that's a little generational it's a little generational but i think people are still doing it and i think people are still like well i just have to like work and power through and or Once the kids are at a, once the kids are away at college then I can finally yeah, put, or put the having gym kids in the basement because, yeah, yeah. Well, or having kids because you think it's just what you need to do and then right. I'll be happy later like yeah. what do you mean just be happy now right. and I mean not, not like blow everything off in life but you know do something that makes you happy or if you're the kind of person that like ah, there's no work that makes me happy make sure you're taking those fucking vacations when you're right because life life is this much time right it's it's this it's like finite it's yeah it's a it's a segment of time yeah and some part of that time is overlapping with other people's span of time and and you should make use of that that overlap as much as possible and you definitely i think a successful life isn't going to be measured by the last 10 years i mean that's a that's can be kind of a shitty life also you only had 10 good ones starting starting at 62 and a half yeah enjoying yourself seems like a bad plan it's too. a bad plan yeah 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 i mean it's i think it's it's important to put like good work into stuff and like i mean you're married and you've you've been with your wife for 16 years altogether you're yeah, saying yeah. um and and i like all of all of like the really really good stuff you experience with another person isn't achieved in a year of knowing someone and right. i think some people hear like Oh, you know, I want to just have fun and live a good life, and I don't in the stress of relationship. But I'm like, no, I, I think those people don't get that. Like, it, all of like the love, the the sense of falling and all that. That's really exciting at first, but when you're falling in love again for like the thirtieth time with yeah. the same person, that's <laughs> that's even better, right? Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's. I feel like that's always just going to be a grass is greener thing. Like, yeah, you know, I I was. Uh, married before apps I've been dating I've never been on a date 
I've never sat yeah. across from a woman and been like, so what do you do for a living? Because I started, we, we, I'm, I've am i been with my wife so long that what we did was called hooking up <laughs> into fucking into, I guess we should go out to dinner since we're in college, but we can barely afford anything. Yeah. Um. So like I never sat across from one and in my head I'm like, oh, that would be something, that's a life experience I just don't have and that anyone else who has that experience is like, no, you don't want this. And I'm like, well, it just seems like an interesting thing meeting people. They're like, no, it sucks. Dating sucks and i'm like i said the same thing i also I, I i'm going through a divorce now but i said like when dating apps were kind of hitting it big i was like babe you know i i'm not saying i want to date but i feel like i'm missing out on dating apps i was like can i just do one it's like just, catalog shopping i just want to see what it's like but i don't want to date anybody but i just like yeah, but then my... now i'm actually single and I, <laughs> I i i can tell you that i when i i downloaded a singular dating app and i went on like two dates and i was like this sucks <laughs> this is this is what i wanted to do right i know because in your head it's like oh it's like looking up five million dollar homes on redfin it's like yeah. i'm not gonna do anything about it but it'd be no, cool but to see what's to, out there yeah like for me it's just like oh who what girls what strange women would swipe right on me who would click right yeah, on yeah. me yeah i was like i don't even want to go on any but but i was like there's a small part of me that for like two days i want to get a dating app just to like see what the swipe right because i love doing it with other people's apps oh Oh, yeah, but yeah. I think that's just always true. Like I feel I enjoy more playing with other people's apps and profiles than, I know than so, my own. So many deeply married people who are wildly invested in their single friends' lives. Like yeah, you know what I mean. Like I know that was me. I have a couple of couples mm -hmm. uh, that I'm friends with where like the w wife or the husband is obsessed with like our a, a mutual friend. Be like, do you think he's met anyone? Like, well, <laughs> he doesn't realize that he wants someone who's like. And it's like we're yeah. just so happy to have any like to live vicariously. Oh, through. I love it. Yeah. I love. Because I love the goss. Yeah. I love the You are goss. a fan of the hot goss. I'm it's not the first time this has come up. It yeah. is not. I love, well, I was just saying that I now do stick and poke tattoos uh, at four. Uh, you can bring me a bottle of wine or you can bring me hot goss. Yeah, get both. Get not both. hot wine and not cold goss. If I get cold goss or hot wine, <laughs> if I if you bring me a hot mold wine. <laughs> I'm going to be doing your tattoo. Your tattoo is going to be fucked up. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask you what you want. I'm just going to choose. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um yeah i love i love that hot goss so i love um and i still do even though i'm now i guess a a divorcee yeah. um i still very much just love like cu cupiding can i call it that cupiding i like cupiding people. yeah yeah that's fair <laughs> um one thing i i love my favorite kind of goss we were i was talking about this with someone the other day my favorite gossip is somebody else's work gossip what? So that I have no chance of having that affect my opinion of a, sh you know what I mean? Like, oh, right. sometimes you hear goss about someone you kind of know, and then whenever you see them in person, you're like, well, I know this is the guy who likes hand jobs or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like uh, 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 this is the this is yeah. the woman who uh, does blank. Uh, you know, like I know yeah. too much information about this person. That's why I like other people's work gossip, and there's not even a chance of you ever accidentally blowing the lid off of it either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Brie, you come home from your office hypothetically, and then mm -hmm. you're like. Like, Gabrus, you're not gonna believe what so and so did. And I'm like, tell me everything. If you're not, <laughs> but like, if you're my wife, you're my partner. I'm like, don't tell me everything because I don't want to see this guy at a party and be like, right, right. Aren't right. you the dude who did? Uh, who oh loves no, hand jobs I am the opposite. I want to know people's weird sexual stuff. <laughs> I will say though that like I have a I have a friend that uh, I <laughs> um, nearly w nearly saw 
like after after obviously after my my ex and I split up but and uh he um <laughs> he's like into butt plugs and like <laughs> he disclosed that he like can only orgasm with a butt plug and now ev- all of my sisters know that he like anytime they see him they're like I can only see butt plugs I'm like yeah dude me too um, so that this, this it doesn't help that he wears that big necklace with a, a giant big necklace with a gi- so that he doesn't have that yeah he's like I'm really into the labyrinth I'm like no, no you're, you're not lie. you're a liar <laughs> you are a liar um, so, that, so that poor kid has no idea that like everybody in my circle knows he likes it up his butt oh that's awesome oh poor boy um, hey, there's no kink shame here. Get after no it. Kink, it's just no something. It's just fun to know someone's private. It's <laughs> fun to know people's private things. Yeah. Um, and I also, I, 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 it's not really a secret for him necessarily. Yeah. So and also, fun. if you ever tell a married person something, uh, their partner knows. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. That's given that the wall of. Mm-hmm. But my wife and I have managed because we've been together so long. Other and we went to college together. Other friends of ours have been together for a really long time. We sort of have like. We're, we've been equally friends with the husband and wife or the husband and husband forever. So we can't have any lines of communicate. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's right. an element where I'm like, uh, well, don't tell me something. Or there's like, for like my wife is better friends with the wife and I'm the husband is my longtime friend. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. he comes talk to me about his wife. I can't bring that to my wife because yeah. it risks it runs the it risk will of come being back. Yeah. it will come back. And then yeah, you can't So you have to put like embargoes on mm-hmm. some goss and we like and we do that where I'm like uh, I'm like, I'll never tell you anything he tells me. You never tell me anything she tells you because we can't have that info going yeah. into something else. Like, I can't You're going like, to fuck up my, I can't, like there's stuff that I'm like, I can't keep that from my girl. So right. don't tell me yeah. shit that you that I can't share. Or also like you don't want to be like your buddy's talking to you and you're like, yeah, dude, well, that's because you're annoying the fuck out of her every week. You know, like <laughs> I know this specific and yeah. all of a sudden you're like, yikes. You know, the whole Ye- thing is blowing up in your face at that point. Yeah, married couple stuff. I married couple stuff is it uh complicated married being married is pretty wild uh when it gets when shit gets real in life mm-hmm. going just to keep bring it back to dead parents like uh i was engaged to my wife because my dad died i got married in october 2011 my dad died in june 2011 i'm now remembering everything wow. um and my wife, my fiance at the time was like there for me through all of that. Oh. And that's a wild experience to be the the plus one in something like that. Cause you're seeing a family, yeah. a full family at its like worst. hardest. Yeah. yeah it's the worst. hardest. Yeah. I mean, it's worst in that, in, in that it's like not, everybody's, you know, going through their own it's separate yeah. shit. And then they're, you know, maybe sometimes projecting it onto each other. And, oh, and it's and you're, so dramatic. It's so dramatic. There's, I mean, it'd be really unnatural if it wasn't. I'm freaked out when I go, I've been to a funeral where no one's crying. And I'm like, what kind of fucked up, yeah. like, clogged up bullshit is this like i and i i've been to funeral i'm the only one crying and i'm like damn i'm not i'm not the closest person to her in this room what what the hell yeah it's crazy like think about it like it's 2011 or whatever i'm 29 years old maybe 30 years old and i'm thinking to 29 years old i'm like i'm not old enough to handle this yeah and i'm like but when art and then i think to my friends who i knew growing up like 
that whose parents died before I was able even the process how awful that was. Like I remember still being upset that my friend's dad was dead, but I didn't realize like I'm hitting 29. I'm like, fuck, my dad is dead. Yeah. I have to like go to the funeral home. I don't want to do. Oh, my God. Wait, no, I'm too young for this. I'm too young. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, no, fuck, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, turns out you're not. You, don't, you can't be. Yeah. I felt bad. Like my brother had graduated college that May. Um, and my dad died like one month later and he wasn't, my brother wasn't there for a lot of the suffering and stuff because yeah. my dad and mom were like, Stay you're not school. leaving school. Like, yeah. no, you're, uh, you my dad went to my brother's graduation. My mom had him in like Aww. a wheelchair, flew him up to Buffalo and shit like that. And it was so wild. That's so nice. But then my brother came home and I think he just had like getting hit at, uh, 23 upon graduating college getting hit with all that he's coming home to a house he hasn't lived in a few years yeah. and now my dad's gone like his like I'm saying I'm 29 I'm like I'm too young for this and I'm thinking I have two younger brothers yeah. my youngest brother's taking this the hardest oh, yeah 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 and it um and then going that's back- a huge responsibility oh my god I can't we have so many I we in a minute we have to take a break and sure. then I'm gonna tell you about the insane uh parallels between your situation and my situation let's do it let's take a break okay, right now we're gonna Forget take a break <laughs> All right, we're back. Um, all right, I'm going to talk to you about how crazy this is. All right, your your dad is from Rhode Island. Long Island, yeah. Long Island. Different. Different, never mind. Scratch everything. Wait, so your your, your dad is from? From Rhode Island. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, uh, I was, I'm 29. You were 29 when you lost your dad. How old was he? He was 56 or oh, something, 54. Really um, yeah, so mine was in his seventies, but I was twenty nine when I lost mine. Um, 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 he was a blue collar guy. Didn't finish high school. Started working on cars. Uh, became a construction worker. Worked for um, uh, Douglas Aircraft as a mechanical engineer. So so goddamn smart. Um, but like never finished high school. Just like insane, insane smart. But I think suffered from some learning disabilities. I think he was dyslexic. Um, but like numbers, just quick as a whip. And I, he taught me how to do construction. He had me out there when I was a kid, learning how to do stuff, and had me on a damn table saw when I was like <laughs> seven. And uh, and you know, and he would teach me. You know, he was doing like in, in these insane like geometry equations just in his head he just like he would barely even write or he'd write something down but it would be like a little like yeah it's this and i'm like and as i would get older i'd be like i just didn't understand it and then when i went through geometry in high school i was like papa you're doing like formulas you're doing like this incredible math in your head in like two seconds and he's like oh yeah all right <laughs> like he, that's um, awesome he just saw the scaffolding on stuff like that and could just figure it he out he just that's figured so awesome. just figured out the angle he needed to cut and he just did it in his head and he i don't think he ever realized how smart he was oh. and and he but he i think he was such a simple guy such a simple man and um he really he'd so he died in his sleep and it was so so hard on us but like the one saving grace for me was that like i if there's one thing i i know and truly believe about what he wanted in his later age was that he was so proud and he never ever would have wanted anyone to see him for grow him weak physically or mentally burden to be a burden on anybody right and so he just wanted he definitely would have wanted to be alone and no one to see it happen and him right. just, and he want i know he wanted to go into sleep he said that he was like i just want to go in my sleep and i want to be completely healthy until i die i remember being like 
okay, you're being unrealistic. That's probably not going to happen. So let's fill out a health directive. And he's like, ah, just throw me in the ground. With He used to say, throw me in the ground. In uh, a pine box. In a pine box. That's what my dad used to say. Just I bury throw me in a simple pine box. Yep. Yeah. And he said, bury me face down so the world can kiss my ass. Oh, that's a fun one. Yeah, like that's it. my papa. Yeah. <laughs> that's my papa. Yeah, it's weird. My dad would always just say like, uh, you know, like, uh, talk about like dying young, leaving a handsome corpse. Like he lived hard, yeah. all this shit. And my mom would always be like, "Don't say stuff like that." <laughs> Don't huh? say that. And it's like, "Whoops! Well, you didn't make it to 60. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, and then a few years ago, my wife's dad died, and it was a very similar. Oh, wow. And she's the oldest of three, and he was a big tough. Oh, I'm also pro- the oldest. Oh yeah, we yeah. have a lot of parallels. We have a lot of parallels. I'm also the oldest, and 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 yeah, and had my little sister, uh, go you know going through all of that, and yeah. um, and and just the weight of like, oh, I'm I'm kind of like the 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 most grown up. Well, I the guess. oldest child also all of a sudden everyone at the fu- like funerals are the weirdest fucking oh, yeah. thing already to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um wakes and funerals. It's like you don't ever, <laughs> I, I hate the like whole receiving line of like let's line up and hug Bree. You know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. my brothers and I uh we talk you know my family uh I come from a family of drinkers and partiers and that's how we do funerals like, you know, someone has a a trunk full of beer and we go to the local whatever closest bar is and get drunk in between the the two wake sessions Um, but me and my brothers would be like comparing like hey look how much old lady makeup's on my suit you know like look how much old lady makeup's on my suit because these (laughs) old ladies just come Jonathan this is so sad yeah I know it's really a bummer you know well he's in a better place now yeah I know okay next give me your same spiel it's so exhausting that I, I, I used to get like really really like it my oh there's like a couple well there's a couple of things that like for me are like trigger phrases that would make me like really really angry like one was this is only going to make you stronger this is going to make you you're going to be so strong Uh, yeah i'm going to be a fucking superhero oh great fucking great can't wait to be a fucking x-man can't wait to be the fucking wolverine (laughs) because my parents died and or just being like I'm strong enough. Did you think that I like needed to toughen up more? Good thing my fucking dad died. Like yeah. that really, really like even still uh, when people say that. And I know obviously I'm like I don't I don't get mad at the person, and I know they just people don't know what to say. I also, get it's that. weird. It's weirdly like you know hindsight has made me slightly more empathetic, and it's like it's weirdly what they need too. Yeah, they need to feel like they're com- able to comfort you in some yeah, way, yeah. right? Is yes. that what you mean? Yes, yeah, they want yeah. able to comfort you, or like I gotta say something nice to Bree. she's just like i know she's going through it yeah. well you know tell her she'll be strong you know like yeah. and uh because that that's what me i was dealing with the whole time i was like fuck everyone yeah but at the same time these people are upset that my dad died you know it's like yeah i just i guess my thing was like don't give me fucking advice yeah. if, unless you've gone through it and that's part of why I wanted to start this podcast too. Was like I I I'm I really want to talk to people who have been through it. That's the only advice I want to receive. That's the right. and that's the only perspective on this that I actually is worth paying attention to for right. me. Yeah, it'd be weird to have someone it. on who's like, well, both my parents are alive, but I imagine they're both alive. <laughs> but I think about it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a very weird right. when my wife's dad was dying. He was in hospice. He was uh, a, a train conductor, blue collar guy, smoked cigarettes wow. his whole life, like. And t- uh, my wife is the oldest of three, and she has two younger brothers specifically. And oh I'm gosh. there, and 
and I am trying not to let them know how triggering it is for me to be in a man's hospice while his young male children are crying and shit. I'm like, this is all oh, I did goodness. exactly this. And my wife was like, she was going through it. And it's heavier when it's your own dad, obviously. And she's like, holy shit, I can't believe this is this is what you and felt. I'm like. Try, and so I harnessed my emotions because I was being like, this is too hard on me because this is very similar. Yeah. And then I went, well, you know what you can do is you are now doing this a second time. You had your dry run. You did your rehearsal. Mm-hmm. So I just like was fucking there for and I was just like being maybe entirely too frank with my in-laws you know but like that's who i am as a person and i'd just be like look it sucks it's sad but the man is going to die this you know like let's talk uh hey someone's gonna need to be able to someone's gonna need to do this someone's gonna want to do this Mm -hmm. hey guys make sure you do this this is all shit that i just went through five years ago six years ago yeah so it was just a very very wild experience but i was grateful to have gone through with it to be able to help my in-laws. I help my wife specifically my in-laws, but now it's funny because like we just talk about it a lot. Me and my wife where we're just like, Blah blah. We're in like the Dead Dads Club. That's like a joke. Yeah, we always the world's have. shittiest club. Yeah, yeah I, say, I say that a lot. <laughs> easy club to get into. It's a. It's an easy, it is the worst one. Right. It's my least favorite club so far. It's a club nobody wants to be in. Then once you're in it, you're like welcoming. I whoever. need to know the other members. <laughs> right. Yeah. I need to know the. Well, because it's also a thing of like once you're in it, you you I I mean I don't know maybe this is just me but like I I found that people that were already in my life or people I already. Did, I already knew when they found out that my parents died, I had people reach out to me being like, hey, I have uh, my my dad died a year ago or I lost my mom when I was 12 or whatever. And I'd be like, that's something that I just didn't even know about you. Or I that I know. knew about you. But now I understand the weight of how that affected you. Yeah, it's a huge it's it, it really is something that like you that that pain and that loneliness uh, and 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 like you were just saying, like being um, once you don't have. Uh, you know, a male figure above you. Yeah. And, and yeah, I was, I think that for, for me, yeah, not having a mother figure above me and my, I mean, my papa was the person I was closer to, but certainly in, like my, my mother was definitely the person who like you know, made a lot, called the shots a lot and on stuff at home and, and kept socially speaking, kept everybody, I don't know, on speaking terms and right, stuff right. like that connected everybody. She was the glue, and now I heavily feel um, the pressure of being that person. And everybody, I, I, I even felt, and maybe this is something I just built up in my head, but I feel like the from before she even died, and especially after she did, I felt like I looked around and everybody in my family was like, "Well, what do we do, Brianna? Yeah. Well, what do we do? What like? And I, and I'll get texts now like, okay, so what are we doing for Easter? So what are we doing for Christmas? And I'm like. Um. Uh, yeah, we can do something. Yeah, let's let's. But you're from out here, though, right? Yeah, I'm from LA. So, so some of those family are local. Yeah, it's all local. I don't have any family. The fur- my furthest relative is Palm Springs. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's the furthest relative. <laughs> uh, I have. Yeah, because that that was a weird thing for us too. Is like I was living in Brooklyn, even though it's pretty close to Long Island. It's mm-hmm. like I'm not living at home, so I'm not there for a while before this. Then I moved to Los Angeles uh, a couple like a couple years after he passes, and now my middle brother who is still there and it has always been sort of like the like by the book one the one he was always a he was like a little punk when he was a kid but as he got older he got to be like everything was about 
that's frivolous, you know? Like, he used right. to love PlayStation. He's like, I can't, I don't have time to play video games. I'm getting my master's so I could do blah, blah. Yeah. And he became like such, he became my dad in such a strong way that it's like triggering to be around him sometimes. Really? Yeah. yeah. You're, like, you're, like, being like, you're, you're, you're being like dad. You're being and dad. And we hated when he did this. <laughs> like, we, we, like, that's yeah. the craziest shit, though, is when, uh, so, uh, so much stuff to, that just came up uh, that, that just reminded me of lionizing uh people after they've passed away where i'm like every once in a while i just remind my family i'm like no 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 no, no, no dad no, was no, an no, asshole no. about this stuff yes. don't forget like oh yeah there people are like oh he was so and i'm like yes let's remember him positively mm -hmm. but we're we're we cannot lie to ourselves about him like we would like he drove us fucking crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. i i had a lot of that i had that at my mother's funeral not my papa because my papa was fucking awesome but like but at my mother's you know we had a very like oh and even like when i got up to speak um i think the first thing i said was like the things were a little complicated <laughs> like, um it was a very it was a pretty honest but i was like but you know obviously it ended with like but she you know she was incredible too and she was so strong and and inspiring and, and kind as well but um yeah but my sister and i can totally talk shit about her. Right. But I don't know that we could do that in front of anybody else. Right. A lot like, other family members, uh, friends no. wouldn't want to hear that. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. People are very much like, well, you respect the dead. And and also I was raised by, you know, a, a generation older. Right. Because uh, they were in their 70s and I'm only 29. So, you know, talking to her siblings, I could never say stuff like that. Right. It right. has to be just me and Amber. Maybe we get a couple of glasses of wine and we'll be like, she 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 was kind of a bitch. How much does it suck to have Sometimes to tell kind of dad to ask dad for fucking uh to be able to do something on the weekend? Yeah, it sucked. It fucking sucked. Dude. Everything was a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, he, here's a weird thing. Uh, when when one parent dies, unfortunately for you, you had yours were close together, huh? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Four months apart. Yeah. Yikes. You don't even. You're not even readjusting to a new single parent life in that time period. Not no a a little bit, but um also they were older and i was pretty much taking care of we were taking care of her by that point right in a, right, in a right. lot of ways right. um yeah so i didn't i yeah i i don't think that i experienced the single parent thing right because what happened for us was something i never realized was as much as my dad annoyed me and as much as my mom annoyed me mm -hmm. they really really were checks and balances on one another and when my oh, dad right. passed away i didn't realize how much my dad shielded us from my insane mom you know like not oh, not right. insane that's hyperbolic uh, overbearing uh mm -hmm. like uh guilt trips like all that stuff right like he would keep her in check on that stuff keep her in check on that or keep her occupied <laughs> you know what i mean right like, so when he when when his presence was was yeah, gone she wouldn't be like yeah yeah and she, there was no one to go jesus christ joanne leave the kid alone which would be something my dad would say growing <laughs> yeah, up yeah, yeah. jesus christ joe just leave the fucking kid alone um and now i think that's such a sweet i there's something about that that phrasing that I, I think is so sweet and endearing yeah. between parents of, of like, you know, it's it's such a classic thing of like one is overbearing and wants to be all in the kid's business and wants to know what they're up to and who they're dating. And one is like, oh, come on, let them let them yeah. live. Let them let, mind your business. And I oh, I, something about that just makes like, yeah, it feels my like fingers tingle. <laughs> yeah, it's like throwback parenting. It yeah. feels like TV show parenting, which is nice. Um, but yeah, it's like the heart one of the hardest parts of dealing with my dad's death has been dealing with my mom's life which is well that sounded more wow. poetic than yeah, i intended yeah that to was it. really but uh, i i find it to be it's like you realize how much you know like 
I th- now and as someone who is married, like I can see how if I suddenly wasn't married anymore, how it would be a fucking hole in the boat that is my life, or like yeah. I'll be losing a rudder and my oars. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like I could totally see how my mom is like. Like, oh, she, like, especially they were married for, you know, whatever, like 11 more months than I am old. <laughs> like, they yeah. got me like that kind of classic, yeah, yeah, like yeah. 70s, <laughs> like eight. They got married in 81 and had me in 82, like yeah. early in the year. I was like, OK, <laughs> um, but uh, like going into like 30 something years of marriage, like you, you're, you're not fully a developed person anymore. Like you are like a part of a unit. The unit yeah. together is more powerful than two single people, two two people. Yes. But when you lose your partner, it's like going from a tag team wrestler to a regular wrestler. And like everyone's like, I don't give a fuck about Marty Jannetty. You know what I mean? This is such old wrestling specifics. <laughs> Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels were the rockers. <laughs> but what? when they split up, like. They were stronger together than they ever were apart. Although some would argue that the HB. All right, John, look at me right now and say that you thought that I was going to understand anything. That you yeah, were as about. I said that, I was like, I don't want to go draw down gender lines, but also I am like eight years older than you, so that would make sense. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I could be into, I could be into wrestling. You could no, be into wrestling. No, look at me. I don't know what the fuck you're talking <laughs> right, about. Fair enough. Fair sure. Enough. Okay, so it's two people and one of them. Well, yeah. So what I'm, what I guess what I'm saying is, can uh, we equate it to like? Sonny and Cher. Yes, fine. <laughs> okay, Cher's doing great, so that's a bad analogy. <laughs> Cher's doing be- Cher's arguably better. She should thank better. that tree. <laughs> terrible. You, you can't say that. Uh, can't say that. Too soon for Sonny Too Bono's death. Too soon. Excuse me, that's the mayor of Palm Springs you're talking about. I know, that's so wild. So I know, awesome. I love that. I fucking love Palm Springs for that specific alone. <laughs> oh, I love Palm Springs. Who I want to be the mayor of Palm Springs. <laughs> fuck yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Um. If, um, okay, so but you so your mom now is like, who's does she live by herself? She lives with my youngest brother in okay. in her house, okay. like in the house that her and my dad lived in. Does and, he want to be there? Uh yeah, I don't know. He kind of is like a, a little. I I say like when my dad died, it reset him like ten years. Like he's like now he's your age, but he's kind of like 23 in like lifestyle right. even though he's right, 20 right, right, he's gonna right. be yeah, 30 yeah. uh oh man that's so weird i'm just imagining just putting this is such like old man shit i'm just putting together that you're my youngest brother's age and like how different you two are i'm like yeah jesus christ yeah, dude i get that <laughs> yeah. i get that a lot it's fine yeah. my sister is a year younger than me and so, is this Sometimes it feels like the gap is bigger than that because I'm just she's maybe where most twenty eight year olds are, yeah. and I like am just not that. I, right, I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a mom. I'm a single mom, and I'm <laughs> and a full time single mom, and and I've, my life is very very different. Yeah, you, you, than a lot of twenty nine year olds. You had a year in which you aged seven years. Yes, <laughs> you had a dog year, as we call. I it. had a I had a dog year, is what yeah. I had. Um, <laughs> Um, so something that I worried about with my sister, uh, and uh, tell me if you think about this with your brother, but went, so she was living at home when my, she, she just never moved away, moved away. Uh, and she went to college in, in the town where we grew up and we grew up in, we would like, I'd only ever known one home. We never moved. And, uh, so she was still living there 
And then my father passed. And then there was that four months where I, she and I would talk a lot because I was like, what is our long-term thing here? I mean, we don't need to talk about it that seriously right now because it's only been a few months. But like, I don't want to turn around and it's been three or five years and your whole life is just caring for our mother. Right, right. You know, and I, I, I want you to live your life and you've got stuff you've got to do. And, and I don't know what that looks like. And I don't want, I know that our mother doesn't want to be by herself and I, I don't want that for her either, but I, you know what I you mean? You need to live your life too. But you need yeah. to live your life too. I don't want it. I don't want it to be default that you're the one who has to deal with this. Yeah. yeah and I just, I, we were, ta I was exploring maybe, you know, I was like, why don't you guys, you know, maybe you guys can move out here and we can all invest in like a duplex where at least you guys are, we're all nearby, but we're just living a little bit separately and we can have a, an at-home nurse or something. Yeah. But I was like, but you know, I, I just... I worry. I was worried. That obviously, then my mother died, and that that concern was, you know, irrelevant. But yeah, was is that something you ever think about with your baby brother? Yeah, it's kind of complicated though because he isn't fully taking care of the house or my mom either. He's oh, yeah. sort of living like again, like a post college kid who's just like you know, I go to work, I come home, I party, I do this, I, I'm out, I'm dating, you know, yeah. like which is all fine people should have that element of their lives yeah. but like and i don't want to be to him like hey you know dad's dead you gotta fucking do the dishes or like you gotta throw help mom throw some yeah. of the shit in the garbage or whatever but he is sort of like a child because of that kind of stuff and i'm uh but like he it's also hard for me like being out here my middle brother sort of has taken up the mantle of like the patriarch of our family now my right. one, of, one of my younger brothers he's got he's a father of two he lives in the same town as my mom does you know he's kind of like got a good head on his shoulders about oh, getting God. stuff done yeah and so that's like I, I feel comfortable that he's there but i think you know me being away i kind of they maybe feel like I left the two of them to like handle everything. Yeah. Which maybe I did, but I also moved out the like two months after I graduated college because I did not want to deal with my parents. Yeah. And uh, still don't <laughs> have way less dealings with one of them. <laughs> and that's, and that's, yeah, significantly less of a concern caring for your father. Um, right, right. It's really dropped on my priority yeah, list of really, like how actually, to handle my it's dad. It's actually the easiest it possibly could be in terms of the care. I actually talk about him way more now that he's done. <laughs> it's just kind of weird. Um, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think good for you for continuing to like follow and do what, you know, you know that you should be doing. Yeah. Right. You're out here because you're doing what like you're passionate about. And that's not something you could have done in Long Island. Right. Exactly. Right? So you've got to do that. Yeah. And my my mom would be. She would she it wouldn't even phase her if I said, you know what, I'm giving it all up. My dreams. I'm going to move to Long Island and, I'll, and uh, I'll see you, you know, every holiday. She'd be like, Jonathan, that is the best news ever. But I know my dad would be. As much as I got along less with him, he was intelligent and pragmatic and like understood. Mm -hmm. He worked in television, sort of. He was a, uh, a lighting tech for uh, Fox 5 News. So he would like, he understood a little bit of it. He cared about media. And so if I think if he knew I was like moving back to Long Island, I'd be like, don't do this. Like, don't give up. Yeah. Like, do your fucking thing, you know? Because he was, he was always supportive of what I was doing. He didn't like whether or not he fully understood it or wanted to talk to me about it. He never said, <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. But my mom would be the first person to be like, 
I don't even like she, her, my dreams wouldn't even like land on her. She would just be concerned with like, oh, good. You're going to be home. Great. Then I can come over on Wednesdays and we can have dinner. You know, it's like that's all that matters. To her. Yeah. Which I also can't babies. blame her for. She's nah. a mom. She, I joke that. But like an Italian Catholic widow is like the most powerful being that exists. <laughs> like they wield guilt like a lightsaber. It's like a Jedi yeah. of guilt. Yeah. It's a lot of guilt. That's like three. That's like three. Those are three classically like mm-hmm. if she was also Jewish. Like if she threw being Jewish on top of all that, which hard to be both Jewish and Italian. Um, But if she was all like she is. Hi, Jonathan. Remember me? It's your mother. Like that's the voicemails I get. Oh, hello, stranger. She says, remember me. Yeah. Oh, that's. She brings up like uh, if you like bust her balls about something, which uh, my family were all ball busters. My dad was a legendary ball buster. Um, We would uh, if we bust my mom's balls, she'll say stuff like. Well, you'll miss me when I'm gone. <laughs> and it's like, Jesus, Jesus Christ, lady. That no. escalated quickly. Yeah, no, no one wants to think about that. <laughs> oh, sake. I love yeah. that. Yeah, Good it's wild. Her. Yeah, and, uh, you know, my mom isn't the healthiest person, and I, I'm very, I'm older now. I'm, I'm, like, of the age of where people's parents start passing away, and it's, mm-hmm. like, scary to imagine a world in which, like, I'm dealing with my family my brother's untethered from any parents you know what i mean like like the 20 the 28 year old yeah just like the whole family mom. dynamic of yeah. just like because with with a mom even if she is a pain in the ass or like we all defer to her you know where it's like yes mom would like it if you came home for christmas this year it's like all right well we'll yeah. come home for, i right. had that too yeah I, I had that too and let me tell you uh I mean, I think that's that's how I've ended up in the position of like, well, what do we do? Because now the person who told us what to do is in here. So are we just going to never see each other anymore? And there is a little bit of that. There's a, like Easter. Did I see, yeah, I did see my family for Easter. But but, you know, holidays have come and gone that are like none of us are getting together now. Yeah. Like we skipped one Christmas to go to Europe. Yeah. Skipped one Christmas home. And it like both of our moms were so upset. Mm -hmm. But for me and my wife, we were like, this was the best Christmas I've had. The one Christmas that I I spent Christmas in New York uh, with my ex-husband and just the two of us. And we just watched like Jurassic Park and (laughs) made like a tiny version of a Christmas dinner. And it was just like, oh, this is the best. Yeah. But then we're like, we can never do it again. (laughs) right we saw we saw ferris bueller's day off in paris on christmas day we watched it with french subtitles yeah and it was like uh one thing you notice is how many times the pardon my french joke comes up in that movie i think it's in there two or three times and it hits a little harder when you're sitting in paris and you're like do you guys get what we're saying there (laughs) do you guys get or you just think we don't know french (laughs) yeah do you do you think americans think shit is a french word (laughs) le sheet le sheet um but I remember doing that and we're like, oh, this was the year after my wife's dad died. And it was like, this was huge for us. That felt so good to do that. And it's like, that's something you can't really do, though. Like, now we have nephews on both sides. No, you gotta, you gotta hook in. And then we gotta just spend a couple of grand around Christmas to sleep in our childhood beds and like fucking air mattresses. It's just even harder once, once you lose both parents, it's harder to be a Right. Like even if you plan it, right? Even if you like make the plans for everybody to get together, like what you talk about and what you're gonna do and all of that changes hugely as well. Because right. there's not this like because your parents are almost like an activity. They're like they're like mini golf. And it's like the difference between like, oh, you know, we, we play mini golf every Monday versus like, oh, we've always just played mini golf and now we're just gonna I don't know, sit 
down and talk to each other like without an activity it's kind of like that yeah there is something to like this is would be when we would go to mom's but now if we don't have mom what do we do and yeah it's like, and if she's not around then you're like what this is the person who want is so interested in catching up with us this is the person who like wants to wants all the goss on your lives and stuff right. like that and so, everyone has such separate lives that if you don't have this like joint person pulling everyone together yeah who's gonna make very, you talk about it it's very easy to just like like be like, well, I'm doing my own thing. Oh, I'm doing my own thing. I'm doing my own thing. Okay, well, we'll get together eventually, mm-hmm, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. And then it's like without your mom going, I want all my loves there for me on Christmas. Like I can my only loves. imagine how hard it, uh, how hard that must be for you guys. It's just it's just a new dynamic you have to get used to, I think. And I, I mean, still ha- love all of them. But in there an is ideal this... world, our parents die before us, <laughs> right? Yeah. So like, because it's something I, you, know, you eventually have to deal with. Eventually, you have it, to deal with it in some capacity. I think though that when I think it's just when you're younger, maybe it's a little bit harder right, because right. you're still also like up, up your own asses a little bit and yeah, and 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 not quick to like share your your personal stuff. Whereas when you're older. Like we were just saying, is you know, you you know it's coming, so you you make sure you work on those relationships. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> nice midday dead parent <sighs> chat. <laughs> Set you off for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> just to get you all pumped up for the rest of the week. Um, Happy Monday, Bree. <laughs> tears pouring down my face. Um. All right. Well, we're yeah, we're nearing the end of of our of our little chat. Um. Anything else you want to say to people who maybe just lo- I'm I haven't even come up on a year yet. Jeez, I, I yeah. It's crazy that you're already do- you're doing a podcast about it. Well, I'm no. very funny. <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah. No, that's what I meant. That's crazy you're doing a podcast because you're like not that interesting. <laughs> but are are you finding that it's been helping you process? It? Oh yeah, I felt like I needed to, and I was just like, and I I the more I was talk, I wanted to talk about it all the damn time. And yeah. uh, I've never had a podcast before. I've been on them. I never even considered doing it. And then just all at once, I was just like, I'm going to start talking to people about their dead parents because it's changed me a lot. And even just going through trauma as a child, like that's what made me a, a, a do comedy. Right. And I was like class clown. I, I, I think I've said this on this podcast before. I was voted class clown in kindergarten the year my mother abandoned me. <laughs> like some of us just, you know, you get dealt a little bit of trauma and that's like makes you even funnier because that's just how you process yeah or like that's how i've been coping with uh sad shit forever you yeah it's just like with comedy um yeah no that's it's pretty wild i'm very proud of you and i don't even i, be- I met you today and i'm very proud of you for <laughs> like how you. you're dealing with all this it's like you're a fucking stronger person than i am it's pretty oh, exciting thanks. to see i don't know that but yeah we don't i don't know that for sure we don't either. know yeah but i'm guessing we will find out that you're, <laughs> you're, you're i pretty... will get to the bottom of who is stronger <laughs> yeah uh she <laughs> we're wrestling <laughs> oh we wrestle after this <laughs> i stick a needle into your heart and you tell me when to stop <laughs> <laughs> um, but good for you for being there for your wife as somebody who's start you know going through a divorce like yeah. uh, and went through that uh, right when my mother died. Um, Jesus Christ! I, yeah. This is just like too much. That's <laughs> too, much too much for one person. But you know what? Like I I I I you know hear about you and you being there for your wife, and I'm like you're a, you're a good guy. That's what a good guy fucking does. And, oh, thank you. And she was really lucky to have you. And it sounds like you were really lucky to have her, a person who hadn't gone through it, and it didn't take her going through it to know to just have compassion for right, you and no. listen. She was great through all of it. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty wild. Awesome. Um, this was so. F- 
fun in quotes, but it was at least you interesting. Had <laughs> I had fun. You had yeah. fun. You were here. It's one of my favorite topics is anything <laughs> dark, I, I, I'm in, especially if it's personal. <laughs> personal dark stuff. Thank you so much for coming on and telling me about your personal dark stuff. Yeah, no worries. Um, and hey, I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for your loss <laughs> and your loss and your loss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, John Gabers, everybody, uh, you have a podcast as well. Yeah, check out my podcast, High and Mighty, uh, wherever you get wherever you get this podcast. You could probably also probably get, get it there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Hello, my sweet little angels. This is Brie Helders. Thank you so much for listening to My Dead Parents, hosted by me and produced by Julia Meltzer. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and keep with us on Instagram at My Dead Parents. If you have any questions or input, you can also email us at mydeadparentspodcast at gmail.com. Bye. Campfire. <laughs>